is for perception, and C is for Cosmopunk. Vesk Don't Wear Ties, a homebrew Starfinder story featuring the crew of the Leica 7. Hi, I'm Cypher, and I play Ryder, the Leica 7's resident Yosaki operative and pilot. They told Ryder she could be anything she wanted to be, so she became a Where's Wally book, filled with blades. Hello, I'm Ty, and I play Radar, a Yamalton commando. His main interests are guns and violence, and uh, that's about it really. He's not that deep. Hi, I'm Pan, and I play the android kobold mage Baphomet, captain of the Lucky Seven, and currently missing on the trail of a mysterious message. And I'm RJ. I normally play the ship's Vesk mechanic V, but I don't have to think of an intro for them this time, because I'm the GM. Yay! Having created new fictitious identities for Ryder and Radar by hacking the Vescarium Central database, the crew arranged a meeting with Dr. Vilius Kazashi, a senior drone development technician at the Conqueror's Forge Weapons Division. After introducing themselves as their alter-egos Edward Voss and Camilla Fontaine, they made arrangements to visit a drone technology demonstration and potentially place an order. Following up on this, they met Dr. Kazashi and witnessed the drones they were preparing to buy in action in a live-fire weapons demonstration using prisoners captured by the Vesk as targets. Radar's keen eye noticed some of the prisoners in the demonstration were Islanti, while Ryder noticed the big, black-scaled, mean-looking Vesk she saw while sneaking around earlier was back to view the demonstration as well. Dr. Kazashi formally introduced him as Chernit Azdraya, the head spook of the Vescarium secret police and the Secretary of State for the Department of Sight. Despite this, Ryder apparently managed to avoid any suspicion and place the drone order as planned, using the fictitious banking details she and Radar hacked into the system earlier. Ryder and Radar then treated themselves to some new personal armour and weapons at the Vesk's expense and headed back to their hotel. Episode 6, The Leica Gambit. Yeah, it's the next morning. You wake up. What a lovely day on the Conqueror's Forge. <sighs> yeah, Rose is going to go to the window and uh, and open up the, the curtains and have a look outside at Conqueror's Forge. For one last time... <laughs> Fairly normal day. It's about uh, sort of like nine-ish in the morning by the time you're up. Pretty quiet outside today, quieter than normal. There's less people bustling around. She is going to order breakfast up to her room. Yeah. Going to ask for uh, some kippers again. But also she would like to do one or two things once breakfast has arrived. Yeah, I suppose before we get to that, Radar, it's it's the morning. Are you awake yet? Yes. You need Ryder uh, to come taser you to get you up. No, <laughs> this is not a chance for Ryder to test out her taser. Mm. Radar is up. He'll have got up. Immediately got showered and dressed, and then done the clean down, so he's condensed everything into his carry bag. So the room okay. is sterilised, as best he can. Mm -hmm. It's like he was never there. But that probably doesn't take you longer than half an hour or so, so what do you want to do? He's going to head downstairs to get breakfast. He's going to knock on Ryder's door as it goes past. Huh? Uh, she doesn't answer. Okay, that's concerning. She's busy with something. <laughs> Okay, so she'll be having breakfast. Um, is there, like, a butter knife or something that came with the kippers? There's some toast, there's a butter knife. 
Okay, Ryder's going to have a look around her room for stuff that she can use as an improvised weapon. She's going to want to have a look for some talcum powder that she can put in a little bag or something and just blow in someone's face if she gets cornered or whatever. Pocket sand! Uh, yeah, that sort of shit. And that clamshell that she has, she's yep. going to use the butter knife and sharpen it into a shiv. Wait, she's going to sharpen the butter knife or the clam? No, she's going to sharpen the clamshell. Okay. Because because a metal knife will show up on a on an X-ray scanner or a metal detector, but a clamshell will not. Yeah. Okay. That's getting into improvised weaponry. So. Okay. <laughs> with that, I'm going to need probably. You know, I'll take either an engineering role or you've got survival, don't you? They're exactly the same score. Oh, okay. Okay, so, yeah, engineering or survival. You can either use your engineering skill to find a way to, like, cut out the best shape using the uh, the available ribs and internal structure of this clam to make it into an improvised knife, or you can use your survival skill to work out how to do the same thing. 27 overall. 27? Mm-hmm. Okay, yep, yeah, you, you take a while, you examine the shell, you turn it over a couple of times, you take the top half, rotate it, connect it to the bottom half, like wrap some rope around the end to fashion it into a crude handle. You have built a very basic knife that will allow you to potentially shift someone a couple of times and then it's probably going to break, you know. Yeah, that sounds about right. It's not meant to be a killing weapon, it's just something in case I get cornered. And the shock truncheon <clears throat> does not work. Yeah, in fact, uh, if you give me a second, I'm just going to go and find a suitable set of specs for it. 1d6 plus half your survival skill. So maximum 12 damage, probably. And you can only use it a handful of times. You're not quite sure exactly. Each time you use it, roll a d6. And if it's under 4, then it maintains its integrity. If it's above 4, then it breaks. Okay. <laughs> Choose your moments wisely. You don't know how many you'll have. Yep, no, that makes sense. Hopefully we won't have to use it. Well, she's not allowed to have guns, so might as well. Okay, so is that what you've been crafting in your room? Yes, and then and then she would like to conceal that and her little talcum powder bag on her person somewhere. Oh, God, where are you hiding the knife? Well, she's got her shock truncheon like, wedged in one of her sleeves, let's say. Let's have the... Blade in the other sleeve. Very good. And talcum powder in like her back pocket. All right. So you are suitably equipped. Yes. For uh, a business transaction. <laughs> Radar. While Ryder is tooling up, are you doing anything downstairs? Are you just getting breakfast? Yeah, he'll have his case next to him at his usual breakfast table, um, <laughs> eating them out of house and home as normal. Mm -hmm. Oh no, he's back. The weary chef. <laughs> <laughs> He's still here. Whispered of in the kitchen porter area. Mm. Tales of the dark coyote. What came and ate all the food. That rat bastard who keeps eating everyone's eggs. Yeah. <laughs> Who's got the data pad right now? Which one? Yeah, the one with the maps on it and stuff. Probably uh, Radar. Yeah, Radar's got it. Okay, yeah, Radar, while you are gorging on uh, meat, eggs and bread, the data pad just flashes up an alert because you have a new message. Ooh. Okay, looks at the message. Make sure it's, like, quiet so nobody else can hear it. Yeah, it's just a notification that the drones you ordered are ready for collection and uh, prompting you to uh, set a meeting time to come and collect them and inspect them. Radar's going to tap the... Do we have comms to each other? I keep forgetting. 
Yeah, we do. You've got standard comms. You lost the mine comms a while ago, uh, <laughs> yeah. but you still have regular comms. Yeah, Radar's going to tap his comms and be like, Morning, Radar. Morning, mate. Yeah, we've, uh, we've got a prompt to pick up these drones. We still haven't discussed how we're going to do it. All right, well, I'll come down in a sec. I'm just uh, tidying the room up. Oh, are we uh, checking out today, yeah? Uh, I think so. Right, see you in a bit. See you. And yeah, Ryder's going to uh, tidy up her room, make sure that there's no incriminating evidence left behind. <laughs> Splash some cold water on her face on the way out. Yep, feels slightly damp. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Get her suitcase and all of her stuff and head downstairs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, are you meeting Radar at the breakfast bar? Well, yeah, first of all, she's going to like uh, check out at the reception desk. Uh, yeah, you, you go to reception desk with your key card, you drop it off with the attendant, he signs you out. Settle your bill. Yes. For all the food and drink that <laughs> they just like take some credits from you. They look over at Radar at the breakfast bar, he's just like eating still, it's like take a few more credits. <laughs> it's, it's fine. It was included. <laughs> breakfast was included, this is funny. You're signed out. Is, is the receptionist there? There is a vesk at the, uh, the receptionist, probably the same one that you saw when you first signed in like five days ago. They are generic best. Right, okay. So yeah, I was going to say, um, thank you very much for the lovely stay. You gave us some nice rooms there. That's quite all right. I'm glad you enjoyed your stay. Um, could I leave a message, please, with um, one, of your, uh, one of your bartenders? Of course, we take feedback. Certainly. Um, well, I was served by lovely young Besk earlier, uh, by the name of Cinder, and... Just wanted to say that um, it was a pleasure meeting her, and hope to see her again soon. And I wish her the best of luck in college. Yep, he he notes all that down. And who should I say that's from? Say that's from Ryder. All right, we'll uh, we'll leave that with her. Thank you very much, and uh, we hope to see you again soon. See you soon. Yep, there you go. You have left a nice message for Cinder, who's going to be like, ah, cool. Well. That's all I can do then, because somebody fudged a dice roll. No, I'm not going to go into that. Um, so yeah, Ryder's going to trot over to uh, Radar. Okay, we already... Jesus, how much are you eating? <laughs> huh? Every bloody morning. Oh yeah, it's breakfast. You want some? You're like a black hole. Yeah. <laughs> I love how there's no denial. Yeah, don't be silly. Black holes have death. <laughs> wow. Self-deprecating humour. He'll finish off this uh, rack of toast, and then he'll be right. Mm -hmm. Well, I've checked us out, so we're ready to go when you are. Excellent. Right, we need to discuss pickup. Sure, let's do that um, outside. Indeed. Uh, Radar picks up his bags and everything. Fly guy's still on his yep. shoulder. Mm -hmm. uh, and you ready to go, Edward? Indeed, ma'am. Right, let's get going, man. Last day. And yeah, we'll trot out the door. Yeah, they head outside. Yep, yeah. yeah, uh, you are out. Again, it's a, it's a quieter than usual day on uh, Congress Forge. There's the odd vest, the odd skittermander milling around. You more or less uh, don't see that many people about, so... I mean, you're just looking for somewhere quiet. Yeah, just like a bench or somewhere. There's the main square, the, the plaza that you first saw when you went through security. So there's benches scattered around there, there's a central water feature. It the goes all the way big up. statues in it. Uh, the two statues are by the entrance. This is just beyond that. So you've got a big like water feature. It's a fountain that goes all the way up to the, the top of the civilian sector and then collects at the ceiling because gravity's weird here. Um, so yeah, we'll go and uh, sit in the park for a bit. Yeah. Yep. Rod will sit down on a bench. Invite Mr. Voz to sit down as well. Uh, he will perch next to her. 
Mm. Very, very professional with his shades on in the morning. Yeah. Like <laughs> so, that's part of the plan. You reckon we should get some other ship involved in this, do you? The Leica is parked under names that we are not currently operational under. If they see us boarding, they'll put two and two together. What, that we're secret agents and that we have cover names? Uh, yeah, but that's a problem. Why is it a problem? Surely, you know as an operative, the best way to do a job is to get in and get out and never have it discovered. Yes, but so. they're still um, in the process of not discovering us. And I'd like to prolong that process as long as we can by utilising sure, other assets. But I don't think adding more moving parts to this operation is the way to do it. Or just renting a ship, not a crew. Okay. How much is that going to cost? How much is in our bank account, ma'am? Uh, you've run your funds quite dry at this point. Yeah, we've we got 2k left. I think we spent some of that on the weaponry. Yeah, you've actually spent almost all of your credits. You have like a token amount left. Hmm. After you bought your armour and weaponry, you essentially cleaned out the account. You've got enough for small things, like if you wanted to stop at a vending machine, but you've exhausted your fantastic wealth. Mm. I mean, we're still going to have to go to the forging districts and get these drones activated before we can get them out of Conqueror's Forge either way. Mm. No, we activate them on pickup, don't we? If you wanted the uh, Vesk to activate them, then you'd need to go to the collection and say, thank you, we'd like to take these away now, can you activate them for us? Yeah. Alternatively, Radar has the ability to activate a select number of drones using the connection that he took out of V's head. The Cortex, yeah. Yeah, but obviously doing that will arouse suspicion if he does it in front of anyone, aside from Ryder. Yeah. So, the plan here then is, whatever ship we end up using, pick up the drones like normal, and keep them deactivated, leave the Conqueror's Forge, Radar activates them once they're heading away from the Conqueror's Forge. Does that track? Remember, they can only be activated while they're within the Conqueror's Forge. Radar can do it, or the Vest can do it, but they have to be activated on Conqueror's Forge. Think of it like entering the product key for them. Yeah. Question. Yes, go. If we land at the pickup point, move them into the cargo hold, but don't pick up, could they be activated in there out of line of sight? Yes, you're still docked to Conqueror's Forge. Imagine the Conqueror's Forge has a force field around it, and within that force field, there is the necessary code that allows for activation of built drones. But once you detach from Conqueror's Forge and you start moving away, you're in your own separate ship. You can no longer do it. I think in that situation, I'd rather be in like the Seven. Yeah, I think so as well. Yeah? Yeah. We'll just, we'll, we'll have to run the risk. We'll have to um, just say that those were our old covers that we had on a previous operation. Can't tell you because it's above your pay grade, but I'm sure they'll understand. But it taps a little black badge. You're pulling the black card privilege. <laughs> a little bit. I hope, just hope it stands up to scrutiny because we are going to have to shoot our way out of there if it doesn't. I think you want to shoot your way out of here. I'd love to shoot something right now, but that's no good if we don't succeed. If we get rumbled in there, what are other options? I, need I mean, to honestly, good. seeing what happened yesterday, I'm pretty sick of this place, so yeah. Alright. Well, let's try the Leica then. Let's try the Leica. And yeah, once we're safe and out of there, we might be up. Hell, we could probably wake them up now. They're on the profile, they're alive. Uh, I guess. Uh, you'll have to reinstall their cortex. Oh, what a little harmless brain surgery between friends. They will be killed immediately by this action. 
Proceed, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> the buttons are that. yes and no, and it's, 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 the, it's radar, like, sweating over it. So like... <laughs> 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 right, yes, no, let's head for the Leica. Did you say you got a message this morning? Yes, it's confirmation. They're asking for a time and a place to arrange for pickup. All right, well, say an hour. That should give us plenty of time to fly the Leica to the docking port and uh, get over there. Then you can get in. We'll both inspect the drones together. You'll inspect the drones, ma'am. I'm there as your bodyguard. Sure, but I can't wake them up. You need V's... Um, you need Flyguy to do that. No, I need V's cortex, and I need to be not seen by the rest of the Vesk to do it. Well, in that case, I'll, I'll run some interference, then I'll act as a distraction. So we'll do please oh, and no, thank it's, yous. It's, we can pick them up in there, put them in the cargo hold, and just activate them in there. Okay. As long as that won't... Um, ring the dinner bell anywhere else. It shouldn't do? can't see why it would. Unless I'm missing something. Uh, we might be missing something. Either way, I'm sure we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Yeah. Right. You could okay. always roll for it. Roll like one. an int roll. Yeah, <laughs> like, culture roll. like an engineering roll, specifically, because it's... Oh. Uh, or, or computers, you know, either's good. Alright, well, go. You're better go, at both. So. Go, go, go. Autistic coyote brain. <laughs> That's a one. Uh, so that would be... 19. 18. Uh, uh, okay, so you're not sure. You reckon that they probably maybe won't notice that some drones just activated themselves. Right. I mean, what <laughs> are the chances... Right. <laughs> what are the chances that they have some kind of, like, centralised system that keeps track of every drone and records whether any of them activate for no reason or not? I mean, who's to say? Sounds legit. I'm guessing I can't roll um, either because Radar's already done it. <laughs> you could roll to assist, but you're not going to be able to work out anything definite. That would just add two to the roll, making it 20. Yeah. <laughs> Between the pair of you, you... Uh, who knows? Can't win them all. If you're lucky, maybe not. Maybe they do. <laughs> right, well, either way. We'll uh, head back to the Leica then in that case. Yep, so you're already near the security area because you're in the main plaza. Outbound security isn't as tight as inbound security. There's uh, there's like a gate and a queue, and they're logging each person that leaves. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of you ahead and you in the queue. One of them flashes a, a card, like a like a security card, like yours. Yep. One one of them just has paperwork. There's a second. The best looks through it. He instances the computer. The recorder is leaving. Their way through. So uh, you're up next. So it's just okay. the best in in the kiosk. It's like, just looks up at you. It's like papers. Roger just very nonchalantly flashes her uh, black security card. Very good. They uh, they present the reader to it, and uh, yep, it, it flashes the uh, the little green glow that you've seen on them. So cool. cool. Ms. Fontaine, thank you very much. And yep, a few drops on through. Uh, next, please. Uh, radar moves up and hands over his card. He holds the read up to it again. There's uh, a second, and uh, it flashes green. And uh, yep, so thank you very much. So, hope to yeah. see you again. Nods. You can tell this vest says that a lot. Like They say it with no emotion whatsoever. They don't mean it. Not, yeah, they're not even looking <laughs> at you kind of thing. No. Yeah. But yeah, so you're now into the main like hangar system area. There's the... the the multiple racks upon racks vertically and horizontally of different ships. Do you remember where you parked? Oh my god, are you doing this to us right now? <laughs> um. <laughs> RJ, it's been a month. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I know what I know what hotel rooms we were in. Does that matter? <laughs> no, because you didn't park your Leica in the hotel room. But yeah, I'd, I'm just taking the piss. No, okay. you. Uh, yep, you you walk back to the the particular docking bay. Uh, the Leica's still there. It's still hooked up to the live support system. Oh, good. So V hasn't hasn't died in there while we've been gone. It's still locked, it, isn't it? You haven't been in it. We haven't checked yet. We should probably check. Yeah. Check. Okay, so. Rudder's going to very professionally and um, uh, calmly walk up to like a seven, uh, tap in the code to get in. Uh, before she gets in, though, she's going to check over her shoulder to make sure they aren't being watched one last time. Go, go on, give me a P is four, etc. Okay, P is four, etc. Eighteen plus fifteen, thirty-three. Thirty-three. The security guard who was at the desk, he's looking down at you. Aside from that, you can't really see anyone you've got the vague sense that you might be being watched but i mean the security guard he's there's not much else to look at and his cue's done so he's just like looking down the hallway right okay slightly suspicious of that but yeah right is gonna get uh, on board the Leica, wait for radar to get on then close the door lock it yeah. and yeah. go to the med bay yeah. Yep. Dead desk storage. How's how's V? Uh, I, I guess they were put into like some kind of sealed um, container in the wall or something. Yeah, you put them in a med bay that was. Uh, I think you said it was built into the side of the wall, and it's got like a fog. No, I've inside. been. I've been. I've been storing them into basically the deep freezer where we keep all like the greens and the meat that we need. Look, right here next to the ham and the sausages. <laughs> you put them in the freezer. The disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> They won't know. They're like they one of those. <laughs> they're like one of those frogs that can survive the winter by like stopping their heart. You just, <laughs> you, just you open the door and it's like they're sort of like sort of got like the clawed hands in front of them and they're like. <laughs> All right, so you've cultivated no, a really. vesicle. They're doing Jack Nicholson at the end of the Shining face. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Rudd is going to like climb up on the uh, climb up on the med bay and like wipe the dust off of the, the med tube. V's still in there, they're still alive. They're not doing anything. <sighs> hey, on buddy. account of being in a coma. Mm-hmm. Rod is going to smile and sort of say, Welcome back. And hold out V's um, new identity card. R- Ryder? Yeah, what? <laughs> you, you good? I'm talking to V. They can't hear you. So? Rod is going to walk to the cockpit. Yeah, if we <laughs> hurry up, we can wake them up. I know. Okay. You, you sure you're good? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Nothing's wrong with me. I'm talking to my friend. Look, your friend's unconscious. And? Let's wake them up and then talk to them. Not yet. Then let's hurry up. You're so jittery today, Ray. I'm guessing you're starting up the Leica while they're doing this. Yeah, right? yeah. It's like having a, a weird back and forth. Uh, yep, so you uh, you go through the sequence of just like generic piloting role from, I assume, Riders Flying. Yeah, she will be. Oh, Raider's in the captain's seat then. He will assist wow. the takeoff. Good roll uh, today. We're back to pirate radar. Yeah. yeah. Got uh, 39 for piloting. Is that Ooh. the two assist? Yep. Yeah. Okay, yep. Yeah, you, you flip through the systems, you boot up the Leica, the engines like raw to life. Okay, open radio for um, <laughs> space pirate captain Ty to uh, talk to flight command. Oh uh, shit, who was he on the way in, captain? It doesn't matter, because you're, you're still Edward Voss now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he'll just give the Lycus call sign then to air traffic control. The most talented of spies. Yes. 
air traffic control takes a while to respond. There's a there's a lot of ship activity going on at the moment. Yeah, Ringo's mm. going to have a look around and see if there's any more of those like three destroyers that he saw leaving. Was it last night or the night before? Yeah, the uh, those three destroyers. Uh, there's now eight of them. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> From your vantage point, you can see all the way to the central axis. One of these large destroyers is just undocking and preparing to move into a position. There's also two to your side. There's they're basically surrounding parts of uh, Conqueror's Forge. Oh, cool. <laughs> there's a large mobilization of some kind going on. Ryder. Yeah. Look, their fleet's deploying. Well, yeah, there was a terrorist incident on Vescate. It was on the news. They're probably responding to that. Yeah, well, unless they're shutting the gate after the horse is bolted. Maybe they're expecting more. Well, they're just mobilising this thing in case, yeah, they have to go to war. This is a, a giant war machine, remember? It's not mm. just space butlins. <laughs> what is a butlins? <laughs> after a moment, the controller gets back to you. Again, he takes a moment after giving you a call sign. There's a, oh, yep, yeah, okay, like seven. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, follow commands from ground control and then proceed to minimum distance before engaging drift. Radar will convey to him that they have to do a pickup at a certain district beforehand, and that will be on the uh, obviously will be on the flight radar. Do you know which docking station we're going to? Yes, it was the one on the data pad. So yeah, you you, you get the data pad. It's got the details for the exact docking bay to go to. So you relay that to ground control, and they're like follow direction from ground assist. And uh, there's, the, there's the the several vests on the floating platforms with the uh, the wands are still going about, and they're directing ships in and out. Fucking love them. <laughs> they look super busy because they're having to manoeuvre like all these cargo ships and uh, passenger ships, civilian craft, around this military onslaught of ships that are surrounding the Conqueror's Forge. <laughs> the war machine springs to life. <laughs> After a while, he directs you to take off and uh, proceed to uh, one of the corridors that takes you past uh, Department of Forge. Alrighty, yeah. yeah. And Broder very slowly lifts off from the dock and yeah. proceeds out of... I assume it's got giant metal doors on the side of Conqueror's Forge. Yes, there's also a force field as well, so the doors are open at the moment. Yeah. Give me a piloting and a perception. Sure. I assist on the perception. Piloting is 14 plus 20, so 34. 34. And perception is 11 plus 15, with another plus 2. 28. 28, 28. yeah. Yeah, okay, so with 28, Leica seems to be a bit sluggish as it's taking off. Like it's been parked for a while and something's like dragging. Like, you remember a while back when you put the warhead in it and it yeah. didn't perform admirably? It's it's not quite that bad, but it feels a bit sluggish. Um, radar, was it feeling a bit heavy? Yeah, I'm feeling that too. Keep following the line. I'm going to do a quick sweep. Uh, radar gets up from his chair and heads immediately to the cargo bay. Yep, there's the cargo bay. There's uh, everything as we left it. One van, a <laughs> bunch of junk. Seventy-two heavily armed Vesk. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just van and. Oh, he'll he'll head up again. Head to a computer and do a systems check. Computers? Yes, please. That is 14 plus 17, 27, 31. 31, yep. The Leica itself is completely fine. There's no technical reason why it's being slowed down like this. Whatever it is, the problem is external. Are we still tethered to something? 
radar's going to thing on the, the thing and be like, the, the ship's systems are fine. Are we... Did they forget to unhook us? Rhoda's going to look out the window and see if there's like a clamp on one of the fucking landing gears or something. <laughs> there is... Uh, you, you can't see it, but for some reason it's just... It's not as nimble and sprightly as it normally is. Have we got external cameras where we can check the external parts of the vessel? Or do I so, do, does somebody need to physically go out there? You have windows. Radar's just going to run through all the windows and have a look. Yeah, look at the windows. Uh, nothing. Perception? Uh, actually, you know, you're not perception. Perception. P is for perception! <laughs> 30. Yeah, okay, so you look out the front windows for the ship, and it's hard to notice at first, but just looking at the right angle, you're flying along the outside of Conqueror's Forge, so you've got the entire space station is below you, if you imagine curving yeah. away to either side hmm. and then just uh, maybe like 10 or 15 meters above the actual exterior body of Conqueror's Forge just about halfway up the window on your ship you can see that at a slight angle if you look at it right there's like a blue shimmer it's really hard to see unless you're looking at it directly but it's encircling uh, the entire of Conqueror's Forge Ryder if you could increase our tube by 20 meters. Uh, okay. Perfect does that. The field seems to dissipate, uh, or at least uh, your view of the field seems to dissipate, and the ship seems to respond a little bit better. We were caught in the shielding on Congress Forge. That's quite an intense shield they've got there if it's causing buffeting on the vessel. Well, yeah. I imagine it's some kind of um, designed to stop high impact projectiles. Yeah, we are not. We are hopefully neither of those. Well, if I fly careful enough, we won't be. Yeah. Right, Radar jumps back in the seat, a bit happier now that we're, we're motoring properly. Yeah. yeah. So what's the district wording to? Your data pad has the details for the cargo bay that you're looking to approach. You can see it, it's quite far up the side of Conqueror's Forge. And uh, you remember when you, you took the flight with Dr. Kazashi and her team? Oh, yes. yeah. And you remember you went outside of the Conqueror's Forge and then went around it and then went back in as a quicker way of transporting yourself around? Yeah, yes. it's that part of the ship again. So once you start getting close to it, you start recognizing uh, specific parts of it. On top of it, there's a, like a cargo line for ships that are dropping things off or collecting things from the Department of Forge. So okay, well we'll hop in the line then. Yeah. So yeah, you follow it down. There's a cargo bay with the doors open. Is that does that correspond to the details we got on the data pad? And yeah, it's it's numbered uh, correctly to the one that you need to land at. All right, Ryder. There we go. Okay. I'll set us down nice and gently then. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, land casual, but not too casual. <laughs> land casual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, as you get uh, closer to the actual body of the ship, in order to get close to the hangar, you can feel the ship slows down and starts to drag and feels very ponderous. Like you're almost having to fight to force the Leica through this shield, which uh, permeates all the way down to the uh, the metal body of the space station. So by the time okay. you actually get into this hangar, you're you're really having to put effort in. Yeah, there's through. some kind of there's some kind of resistance shielding around um, this whole place. I think they're going to war with this thing. Maybe this certainly wasn't here when we approached. No. So they've powered up their shields. They're expecting something. Yeah. Well, let's get out of here as quickly as possible then. Well, yes. <laughs> Whatever they're expecting. If it, they think it's big enough to be a threat to the Congress Forge, that they need to shield this place. I don't want to be here when it arrives. Uh, Vesco are very cautious people. Are they? Looks at V. I mean, I mean V isn't. But <laughs> yeah. 
not all Vesk. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, as you approach the hangar as well, you can see the doors are open. There's another Vesk with a pair of wands. He's uh, he slowly directs you to uh, an empty bay at the far side, and then the hangar doors slowly close behind you. These large, like heavy blast doors, like slam shut. But as they close as well, the effect on the Leica reduces until like, it's, it's, it feels back to how it was as you bring the ship into land. Yeah, Rod is going to very gently set the ship down and get a briefcase ready, get all of her stuff ready, and get ready by the airlock with um, Mr. Voz. Yeah. So, if I don't go over the plan, what is exactly happening here? What am I doing? Okay. Going in there. We'll be presented with a shipping crate full of drones. I will talk to Dr. Gazashi. You can go and make sure all of the drones are transported onto like a seven properly, lower the cargo bay down. Once they're inside, I'll say my goodbyes. Then you go down to the cargo bay, activate them all as we're flying out of here. Very good. That is your plan. Go do it. Okay. Rita opens the door and yep. steps down the ramp and looks for Dr. Kazashi. Yep, Dr. Kazashi and Caspian, her assistant, are both waiting there for you. A lot of the crates that you saw there yesterday have been moved or have gone, so it looks like a few orders have already been dispatched. Hmm. You can see uh, the crate that your three drones were packed into. It's sort of boxed up, and uh, it's in, if you imagine, like a steel shipping container type arrangement. Right. But you can see that the end, like, swing doors are open, and your three drones are wrapped up in there, connected up to, a like, a, a small power supply. There's, like, isoelastic mounts sort of keeping them all suspended in place so they don't get damaged in shipping. Awesome. And they don't have any, like, weaponry on them or anything. They're just, uh, like, a sampling uh, container. You... Or do they have weaponry on them? <laughs> you, did, you did specify, uh, like, a, ta a, a taster kit of drones yes so uh again they're not currently active but uh, they could have weaponry on them okay if you, they have what you spec'd right okay interesting mm. okay so yeah she's gonna walk up to uh, dr zashi and say uh ah good morning dr zashi nice to meet you again how are you doing did you sleep well as well as to be expected. Um, is this the uh, the crate? This is your shipment, that's correct. We're just waiting for the final confirmation that uh, everything's gone through and then should be good to go from there. Thank you for getting everything done so quickly. Just as you're doing that, uh, Caspian just uh, gets something on his datapad, whispers something to Kizashi and then leaves. Right, can I roll perception to see if I can work out what was said? Go on then. Go on, with my tiny little otty ears. <laughs> That's a 2 plus 15. <laughs> Still 17. Okay, yeah, uh, Caspian said something to Dr. Kazashi, and then mm. and then he left. In that case, um, Brad is going to be like to Dr. Kazashi, um, is uh, is there a problem? Uh, no problem, just some, some administration. Would you excuse me for a moment, please? Certainly. And uh, she leaves after, after Caspian. Did she look anxious, nervous? Eh, well, you know the rules. Perception. Do better. Yeah. Try again. Be better. That's better. That's a 15 plus 15. 30. She looked slightly apprehensive, 
And uh, more importantly, as she leaves the shipping container with your drones in it, the doors close behind. Ah, shit. That's troubling. Um, is it on some sort of mobile apparatus that can be manoeuvred into the cargo bay for like a seven? There is a gantry crane, but you're not sure where it's controlled from. Can I work out where the, where it's controlled from? Uh, okay, so if you picture this hangar, it, it's a large metal box, probably four or five times the height of the Leica, at least ten times the width of the Leica. Uh, there's, there's space to dock maybe five or so Leica ships inside it, and then the rest of the space is dedicated to various different crates and like shipping containers and things like that. The central crane is basically mounted to the ceiling, and it's one of those like grabber-style ones that can pick up and lock onto shipping containers and move them around. Looking around, and I won't make your roll perception for this, because uh, after a bit of getting used to the layout of this room, you can, if you imagine this is five stories of warehouse, at the fifth story, the crane rails lead to a window where it looks like the remote operator station, but you can't see how to access it from the hangar. You think you probably have to go deeper into Conqueror's Forge up to the fifth level, and then there's a room that's dedicated to it. Well, I'm wondering if um, Radar would be able to hack it if push comes to shove. It's a remote crane, but it's not a AI crane, if you get what I mean. It's not. Yeah. It's something where there's a physical joystick to move it around. Okay, what about the doors to this uh, this crate itself? Could they be hacked remotely? You can give it a go. Well, I'm not going to be the one doing it. I'm going to be... Um, I'm, I guess I'm on my own now in this this big empty warehouse. Uh, you are, yes, as far as you can tell. <clears throat> okay, I'm going to uh, sort of look up at the uh, the cockpit to uh, to radar and uh, sort of get my get on the comm. Say, um, Boz. Yes, ma'am. Um, I think we may have a problem. What's that, ma'am? Well, uh, Doctor Kazashi looked uh, slightly apprehensive just now. And then left me down here. See these doors to this crate down here? Mm hmm. How easy uh, do you reckon they would be to open? Uh, was that a perception or a computer's role, RJ? Perception to work out how difficult they are to open. It'd be an engineering to just straight up attempt it. All right. Uh, so 16 plus 17 for perception. Okay, so you're, you're done in the life where you're going down with to meet up with Ryder. No, he's just looking from the cockpit. Oh, from the cockpit, you can see that it's a standard pair of servo doors with a uh, an encrypted servo lock. So you can guess that it's probably uh, normally it's controlled by a remote, potentially from the same kind of system that operates the crane. From what Ryder's told you, it's probable that uh, either Dr. Kazashi or Caspian has just uh, like closed the container while you're unattended in the cargo bay. They're not wireless, Ryder. There's nothing I can really do, not without a full toolkit. Hmm. We're just going to go up and test the uh, the door to see if it's actually locked, or if it's just been closed. Yeah, you uh, you go up to it. You, there's uh, there's a pair of like bottom of door to top of door handles. You give them a gentle tug, but uh, they don't budge. Yeah, it's definitely locked. Uh, she might just have to wait then, because I mean, this is worrying, but at the same time, there's nothing she can really do to uh, to get it open or get it onto the Lyco. RJ, what else is like in the hangar with us? Lots of boxes, many crates. So you're you're basically no other ships or anything. No other ships. Your drones are in a standard shipping crate, but there's tons of other standard shipping crates around. They're all also locked up. There's also like half size crates, 
from from the ones that are open, they're just boxes of what look like spare components, like nothing too interesting. Are the docking doors shut behind us? The, the doors to the cargo bay that you've entered have also closed behind you, yes. How thick were they? <laughs> uh, I believe um, I described them as blast doors. Blast doors, yeah. yeah. I imagine they'd be equivalent thickness to the hull around them. And this is a warship. It's mm. not even a warship, it's a space station. <laughs> it's a war space station. Yeah. That's no moon. It's a cigar tube. It's a navigator vessel. Yeah. Can I get perception rolls from the pair of you? Sure. Yeah. Oh. 25 for me. Um, 22 for me. Yeah, that's pretty good. So while you're looking around this uh, this cavernous cargo bay, there's an observation window up near on the fifth floor where the gantry crane is. Mm. Yeah, you can see Dr. Kizashi. And guess who? Oh, is it Secretary Astraea? Yeah. yeah. Astraea. And yes... And they're both watching you specifically, Ryder. We're just going to look up at them, completely blank expression. <laughs> yep, uh, he doesn't react. It's like he's waiting for something. Waiting for something, yeah. Yep. He's just got his arms behind his back watching you. Ryder's going to do the same. Oh, I know out of character what's coming. Do you? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Wait and see. Ryder, you're an operative. You know what a trap looks like. Hmm... I mean, yeah, this is obviously a trap, but I don't know where it's going to come from. Radar's in the Leica, right? Yep. In the, in the, on the bridge. He's going to go to the science station, and go he's on. going to do a scan of the hangar bay to see if there's anything invisible and three-legged heading our way. Go on. So, well, is that computer's roll, plus the thing from the Leica? Well, that's a 19, plus the computer's roll, plus 17, 29, 36. 36, yeah, okay, so you go through various systems. There's a subsystem dedicated to reading heat signatures. Oh, dear. There's there's nine heat signatures identified in parts of that cargo bay. Ryder, <laughs> you're not alone. I suggest you head back to the Leica. Oh, boy. As you say that, there's a booming voice coming over an intercom that echoes throughout the cargo bay. And it's just, yeah, do I have your attention yet? Rudder's just going to nod up at the observation bay. They say that a rat caught in a trap will gnaw its own leg off to taste freedom again. I wonder what you will do. Rudder's going to look up to him, smile, flip him off, duck behind the cargo crate and go invisible. Roll initiative. (laughs) (laughs) So I got 17 plus 11. 28. 28. Radar? 24. That's a shame. I don't get to use my alibi. <laughs> well, my plan is to just bunker up the Leica and then just use its chain cannon on everything. Well, no, we've got to scoop up this, this cargo crate first, but we can't have this conversation yet. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. I mean, it's always the tactical nuclear missile launcher. Let me get inside first before you start... <laughs> Turns out tactical nuclear warheads aren't that big yield. They're quite small. And also, I don't think V would approve. Mm. Maybe not. <clears throat> but with the yield, it could be sort of one observation deck's worth of yield. <laughs> okay, Ryder, you unsurprisingly get to go first. I'm going to step behind the cargo crate out of view of the observation deck. And, yeah, roll stealth. Go on. Whoop! Uh, 14 plus my stealth of 21. 
35. Yes. You become invisible to the naked eye. Are you going to do anything else with your turn? Yeah, scamper back to the Lyca. Okay, yeah, with with a 50 and a sprint action, you'll probably, you can get inside the Lyca and back up to uh, the console where Radar is. <laughs> okay, in that case, I'll just, like, appear next to Radar. Ah! Over the intercom, you just hear, so be it. I think we've been rumbled, buddy. Let's get out of here. Yes, but what about the drones? Scoop them up. Uh, the cargo hatch is down. Yeah. <laughs> Better idea. You fly, Ooh, you scoop yeah, them up, uh, I'll hop in the weapons console and deal with our nine friends out here. Roger. Wait, nine? Yeah, one, yeah, you know, there's one more than eight and one less than ten. There's nine of them. I didn't see a bloody thing. Oh, they're invisible, aren't they? Oh, whatever. Come on, let's just go. Yeah. Let's just go. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, that's that's. I guess that's the end of my go. I'm back in the, the seat. You used your pretty much your entire movement action to get back yeah. to the ship. And again, from the windows, you can see the viewpoint. Dr. Kazashi's there. They still look pretty nervous. And Secretary Ashtarara is there. Again, he's just got his hands behind his back watching. He defers his round, so Radar. Radar is going to... Can he take a five-foot step to sit in his weapons chair? Yeah, that's that's yeah. fine. And then one action to deploy the chain cannon, and another action to fire it at some of the targets. And I could just... Uh, you're going to have to pick one. You've got nine drones. We'll start at the one on the left. Again, these are these are stealth drones. You've seen ones of this type before during the weapons demonstration. Yeah. Uh, but they've got heat, heat signatures, right? They have a heat signature, and they've currently uncloaked in the show of force. Yeah, which one are these again? Is these, are these the three-legged ones, or are these the big tank ones? Uh, yeah, they're the three-legged, non-flying ones. Yeah, the tripods. That can... Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, start with the left one. So roll to hit? Yeah, it's standard combat, just you're using the Lyca as a weapon. Yeah, so. that's fine. So it'll be my standard to hit, pew, pew. which is... Where's my ballistic skill? Uh, range attacks are plus 11. So that is 18 plus 11, 18, 28, 29. Uh, okay, so describe it. How's the chain cannon work on the Lyca? So the chain cannon um, is a ship-to-ship -ship weapon, but it's like the smallest one available. So it's like a 30 millimeter cannon, like something out of Rhine metal. Uh, it deploys from the underside, slightly offset of the Leica uh, to one side on a pivoting arm because it's gimbal mounted and you can you can cover like the front half of the ship with it. Okay, so it's got like a forward arc on it. <laughs> yeah, it's got it's got limits, otherwise yeah. it'd be ridiculous. Yeah, as I was gonna say, from that position, you can probably hit four out of the nine drones. The rest of them are outside of the sweep. Yep, that's fine. We'll start hitting them then. Give me a damage roll. Yeah, 64. Give me a second. So, one, five, nine, eleven, 14, and the last one, 18 damage. Uh, yeah, so for 18 damage, you... Uh, Sorry, that's, that's 18 damage against ships. I don't know what that translates to into people. Hmm. These are high-end drones that are designed for military applications, so okay. their specs are fairly similar to a small starship. That <laughs> translates well then, really, doesn't it? Yeah. It does translate well. It translates very conveniently for me. I've hit it in the face with a GAL-30. You rattle off the chain cannon against this drone, the round saw light. A few of them seem to be deflected by something, but a few seem to penetrate through the armour. The drone staggers back a few steps. So basically, Red Eye jumps into his seat and he's like, I've always wanted to try this. Takes the joystick out, looks mm -hmm. through the periscope, and just starts hammering this drone. Good hit, Red Eye. Now I get to play nine drones at once. Oh, yeah. 
Oh boy. Yes, with all of their simultaneous move actions, all of the drones move out of your uh, field of view. Uh, four of them cloak, and uh, five of them have swarmed around the rear engines of the Leica, and you can't see what they're doing. Okay. However, you feel there is an almighty rumble from the back half of the Leica. Yeah. The ship's almost shifted. It's on the ground and it's almost shifted forwards like half a meter. You're both jolted in your seats. The fuck was that? Uh, give me a sec. <laughs> your aft shields, uh, that 35 is now a zero. <laughs> what? Uh. Yeah, these things were meant to withstand ship fights. Yeah, I forgot how big these things were. Yeah. Cry havoc and let's slip the drones of war. But finally, a war! Radar's good at this bit! <clears throat> Christ. <laughs> anyway, is it. Good news, it's now your turn again because I basically just rolled uh, for all of the drones simultaneously. So again, four of the drones have gone completely invisible. If you need to see them, you'll need to go to the science station and make a science check to identify their current positions. Yeah. Okay, well, I can't do that because I'm flying the ship. So that's going to have to be on radar's uh, go. Well, I mean, well, no, nobody's flying the ship right now. You're still on the ground. Well, yeah. I'm going to be flying the ship right now. Flying it where? I want to do two things. First things first, I want to see if I can do like a big back blast of thruster power to get rid of whatever's behind us, or at least disrupt it for a moment. But not actually go anywhere. I want to try and scoop up the um, the cargo crate in front of us into the, uh, the cargo bay of Leica 7. Close it up, and then turn us towards the door, so we've got the port shields facing where we took the horrendous damage from just now. Okay, that would be two separate actions. Your first round would probably be dedicated to the piloting to uh, fire up the Leica's engines and try and clear whatever was behind you. Okay, I'll do that. And then, then the next time your turn goes around, you, you'll you be trying to move. Okay, I'll do that then. I'll try and do a, a back blast. Right, a backblast would take out any drones that happen to be directly behind the engine set. Yes. Even if it just moves them, that'd help. Or just move them, yeah. <laughs> okay, if you imagine the uh, the far side of the hangar is probably, uh, what did I say, it's probably five ships could fit side to side. You direct all of the power to the rear engines, you gun the engines. There's a massive like cloud of smoke as these five massive engines clatter into life and blast a jet of power backwards. You feel the entire ship rocks on its uh, on its landing gear, almost pushing itself down and forward into the, the docking bay. Like the landing gear crumples the uh, the floor beneath the Leica as the, the ship basically shoots a jet of thrust back beneath it and basically fires itself forward from a landing position. You also see there's three dents appear in the far side of the cargo hold. <laughs> You know uh, when something's cloaked, but you have like it's impacted by something, and it does that glitchy thing where little squares of it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You, you know the effect I mean, where you see like, a little a shimmer of like squares as retroflective panels like glitch out. Mm -hmm. You see that from three of them. Nice. However, there is another drone that's that escaped the back blast. You know. Yeah. And is still invisible. That's cool. And yeah, can I use my next action to scoop up the thing? That will be your next turn. That's my entire action then. In that case. Yeah, so... I mean, you have a free action, you can call him a dickhead if you want, but... No, I'll look out the window and see what he's um, what he's up to. He's not reacted as far as you can tell. His hands are still behind his back. Dr. Kazashi still looks very nervous. Okay, well, that's my entire action then. 
So the engines are warmed up now. Mike is ready to launch. Hmm. Well, we've got to scoop up that um, crate. Well, yeah, that's what I'm going to be doing on my next action. Yeah. Secretary Ashdryer has not reacted. Again, he's deferred his entire turn, Radar. Can Radar have a free action to talk to Ryder a minute? Something short, yeah. Like, not a full yeah. conversation. Do you want me to go down to the cargo scoop and make sure we get that crate? I'll get it. Don't worry about it. You're flying? Yes. I'm good at it. Okay. Radar's going to um, stay at the weapons console, then. Can you see anything else out there? No, but instead he's going to aim at the observation deck. <laughs> uh, and give them a burst. Uh, you rattle off the chain cannon, and now I have to open the Conqueror Forge's character sheet, thank you. You're welcome. It's, I mean, I'm expecting it to be, like, shielded or something. Like, they'd expect an attack on it, but it's... Oh, of course. It's more, it's more to voice my disapproval of the situation. <laughs> For what it's worth, give me an attack roll. RJ? Yeah? I've rolled a nut 20. <laughs> Ooh, go on. Okay. It's a hit. It's a hit. <laughs> What do I do now? You rolled a natural 20 against a 25-kilometer uh, a long space station. <laughs> yes, but it's a critical. It's a critical. It's a good shot. You unload the chain cannon into the window. There's a, a, a flash of light as the bolt bursts into it. Uh, what was your damage roll, sorry? Oh, I haven't actually rolled the damage for it yet. Um, yeah. Four. And eight, uh, it's critical as well. So. Nine. Ten. Uh -huh. uh, Thirteen. And 17. Uh, so is that doubled if it's critical? Uh, I can't... Uh, yeah, let's just say it, yeah. Yeah, uh, so 26 damage to that particular pane of glass. The shield that's surrounding the window and the, the back wall of the hangar flickers for a second and peters out. Uh -huh. <laughs> Dr. Kazashi turns on her heels and immediately scurries back away from the window. A wise plan. <laughs> Secretary Ashdryer doesn't fucking flip. <laughs> fucking hologram. No, I reckon it's him. I reckon he's just a badass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also that, yeah. Uh, yep, you have done 26 damage to Conqueror's Forge. Only ah. nine, 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 nine hit points remain. That's, hey, that's further than the Islanti got. Congratulations. <laughs> Lesser men have died to achieve not even a fraction of the amount of damage you've done to this space station. So, congratulations, you are the first Yamultron to ever damage Conqueror's board. <laughs> the shield, on the back wall at least, the remainder of the shields around the remainder of the base, you can't tell if they're there or not, because they only really shot when they're taking damage. Go yeah. on, do your personal action. Uh, and then I will have Fly Guy go over to Engineering. Ah, there you go. Hey! Um, yeah, he'll fly over to Engineering uh, and do some shield shuffling, if that's okay. Okay, so, yep. Flyby is now at the engineering console, which means yep, that it's right. now the turn of drones in quick succession. Again. Again. Some of them are in a wall. Again, another series of massive explosions from the back of the ship. And... Yeah. We're taking actual damage now. This is this is hull damage. Yeah, I, I thought um, Radar was going to, like, move the shields around. I got Flyguy over there. I you didn't... got Flyguy over there, but you didn't have a chance to set it up yeah. yet. Oh, okay. Are they in physical contact with us? Some of them are, some of them aren't. They're using different weaponry. Yeah, that's that's fine. We, we have a thing. We do, in fact. Yeah, you see in it, insecurity? Uh-huh. Yeah, right at the bottom? Uh, yeah, that's 66 damage to the Leica. 66. Oh, that's a maximum of 36 damage. 66 damage, and it's to the rear where your shields are disabled. Your hull points are compromised. The ship is now glitching on the engines, at least. Oh. 
that's a lot of damage. That is a lot yeah. of damage. I mean, it, it's a good thing uh, Fly Guy can repair. <laughs> mm -hmm. I have a solution. Okay. Well, I've got. I might have a way out. Again, over the intercom, you hear. So, are you ready to so, talk yet? Are you ready to talk yet? Rudd is going to hop on the weapon system that Radar is on and point the nuclear missile turret up at the observation deck. <coughs> Open the doors or your history. Okay, so on your go, you're basically like threatening to kill us all. Yes. Yeah, I'm behind this 100%. Okay, so yeah, you point the nuclear missiles uh, directly at Secretary Dryer. <laughs> Who doesn't have a shield anymore. He ponders for a second. In fact, uh, you just see he just gestures with both his arms out to you. And yeah, the blast doors that are directly behind you slowly begin to open. Wise decision. Uh, you just see him turn. It's his turn now. So you just see him turn and leave the room. <laughs> he's, he's out of your view. You are still, however, in combat because behind the blast doors, there are eight warships. Uh, eight destroyers, yeah. Eight destroyers around this door. Around the space station, and your ship okay. still can't currently fly. <laughs> right. What do you do? Have we got the crate on board with the drones? Not yet. You never got to the point of uh, moving the ship into position. Whose turn is it? It's yours. Yeah, it's your go. Right, Radar's going to get up. I'm going to engineering. Get those engines working again. Yes, that's where I'm going as the door slams shut behind him. With Fly Guy, sorry. Yeah, you sprint down to engineering. Uh, the damage itself is pretty bad. Like, the, the engines, they've taken a lot of direct hit damage. RJ, can I cannibalize parts from one to get another working? You probably need at least one engine working in order to have, like, full other systems on the ship, which leaves you three other engines, potentially, that you might be able to take parts from in order to make it work, but it's something that will take time. At this point, you're not directly in combat, so you've got some breathing space but the ship isn't going to be in a position to leave. I've got a horrendous idea. What? Is it kill everyone? No, not, not necessarily. Some people might die. Step one, get the crate in the ship. We'll just have to drag it in. Drag it? How? It's the size of, a, it's the size of 500 vans. Update to that plan. Step one, activate those five drones. Have them break out of the cargo container. Get on board our vessel. Step two... We shift drive in the hangar. Uh, uh, no, if you enter the drift in the hangar, everyone dies. Well, can you activate those drones inside the crate then? Yes, I can do that at least. Radar does mm. that. Will we be in uh, control of them? Yes, question mark. But it's pointless if we then have to have them fight all the other drones because the other drones will win just from numbers. The drones that you can see, they're not actively attacking you. They've stood down for the moment and they're just idling almost. Hmm. Are there any on the hull? There's three that got fired into the back wall. There's a fourth one that's invisible somewhere. Five of them are on various points on the hull. We've got a shock grid. Yep, activate the shock grid. Yeah, but we need to work out what we're going to do after that. Because we're going to need to move quickly to get those other drones active and breaking out of that crate and shooting back and then getting we onto our ship. physically cannot move. What? The ship is not capable of moving currently. Your engines have been damaged to the point that they do not function. And it's going to take too long to repair them. Radar. What? The data pad has a new message. Radar's just going to throw his hands up in the air and just look at the data pad. It appears to be Dr. Gizashi, but uh, it just says TikTok. Uh, it's followed up by a second message, and it's just whenever you're ready. Radar's going to stare at that for a moment and blink. 
then it's gonna go straight up to the cockpit without a word, just hand it to Ryder and shrug. What do you want to do with this? There's a new message. It's just come in. It says TikTok. Fire all missiles? <sighs> I think we might actually have to talk to this person, you know. I just wanted to go home! What? Mm, nothing. I can't let's, hear you let's... when you scream into your hands, Radar. It's fine. Let's just... <laughs> we'll talk on the intercom. We're not meeting in person. I'll meet him in person. I swear to God, if you shiv him with a sharpened clam... What? Why would I do nothing. that? <laughs> and also, you don't know about the sharpened clam. That was, the fuck that was out of character. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Yeah. Ryder's going to step out of the cargo bay with her hands up. Yep, uh, over the intercom, this is like, you do want to live after you all. You do want to live after Stop all. gloating and show yourself. In the time that Ryder's been going out there, Radar has buckled on his new armour. <laughs> Probably wise. Yeah. <laughs> but he's fully tooled up, guns and everything. Oh, right. really? Mm. <laughs> they're, they're slung. They're slung. It's just they're within reach. He has quick draw. Mm. It's not a problem. You're out of combat temporarily. The drones have stood down. You exit the ship. You can see now that five of them at least have uh, have basically linked themselves onto parts of the ship and there's a series of fist-sized holes that have permeated almost entirely through parts of the engine room out the other side and then into the floor of the cargo deck. No, oh, he's not going to be happy with that. Luckily, they're in a coma. Luckily. <laughs> yeah. You walk out to the cargo bay. At the far side of the room, the door that Dr. Kazashi had left you earlier slowly raises up again, and behind it, there's a security team of desk, all military fatigues, body armor, each carrying a rifle. They march out into the main hallway, and then behind them walks uh, the Secretary of State himself, his arms still behind his back. So, can we talk now? What would you like to talk about, Secretary Australia? Well... First of all, I suppose there's the fact that you've been trying to steal from the Vescarium. Oh, I wouldn't call it stealing. Just acquiring military assets for reasons that don't concern yourself. Radar's going to pipe uh, up and say, so what gave us away? Okay, so out of character, what gave you away is way back when you are in the server room, uh, Ryder, who decided to carry a clam around with them for the entire campaign, rolled pretty high to be imperceptible at the point when he was passing by, but not quite high enough. And he didn't see you, but he did catch your smell. Right. And then later on, when you went to the weapons demonstration, you still had that clam with you, and he rolled a second perception roll against you and just happened to catch that smell again, which first aroused his suspicion that something was wrong with you. Are you telling me we got caught because of a clam? I'm telling you, you got caught because of a clam. Bullshit. <laughs> and because Secretary S. Drive rolled really high for perception. Of course he did. He waits for a second, it's like, under normal circumstances, I'd ask you to put your weapons down, but uh, you don't seem like the kind to do that, do you? Who are you talking to? Both of you. Mainly Radar, who's got a weapon slung on his back. <laughs> Radar's got several, like two across his back, I think. His hands are at his sides. And he just gives him the most withering look he could possibly give with one good eye. The shades are gone, by the way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you have a plus five to intimidation, so you can roll to intimidate if you want. Plus 12? Oh, no, you have five extra points on top of that because you dyed black and looked plus like a... Plus 17? You look like a smoky merc. Yeah. So that is 36. For a second, he blinks, just as you look at him with pure waves of maliciousness. 
coming from you. When he says, like, I'd ask you to put your weapons down, but that's unlikely to happen, uh, Raider will just simply say, death comes first. <clears throat> I'll be honest, under normal circumstances, I'd have had you all killed and thought no more of it, but it seems that luck could be in your favour for once, despite your circumstances. Uh, you might actually be of use to me. How so? Well, here's the thing. There's a small issue I've got on a small planet on the outskirts of the Vescarium, Vesk 8. You might be aware of the situation there. Aslanti cruisers. Oh, that was the one on the news that you had a little bother with the Aslanti with, is that right? The public story has been that it was just some kind of terrorist incident, a failed raid, something minor. However, beyond the veil, there's a bit more to it than that. Probably six or so months ago, the Vesk came into possession of a remarkable kind of technology. A small, compact, drive-type machine that could be used to alter the weather, the ecology of entire planets on a very short timescale. Now, this sort of technology, of course, we immediately put to use as a test at Vesk 8. It's a mountainous, uh, rocky, cold planet. One that could be improved by a more acquiescent climate. I see. Through some means, the Aslanti Empire seems to have got an idea about this tech and decided that it would work a lot better in their hands. Now, the sort of technology that can be used to terraform a planet can just as easily be manipulated to destroy one. And the issue I have is that that technology is now falling as we speak, into the hands of the Aslanti. And you want our help to get it back? Exactly. Well, um, Secretary, we would love to help, but there seems to be something wrong with our thrusters at the moment. I'm not sure if you noticed that. Yes, I did notice that. Luckily for you, again, you're on perhaps one of the greatest engineering space stations ever developed by any sentient species, so it would be a trivial matter to have your ship repaired. I have something to say. Go on. We'll do this for you. You fix our ship. We get those drones that we paid for. Mm-hmm. And something else. Go on. I want all of your intelligence on White Ladder. <laughs> White Ladder. White Ladder. Ever heard of them? Come on, Secretary. You know who they are. I know of them. Everything that you have on them. Give me a moment. He turns to Caspian. He says something hushed. Dr. Kizashi nods and then begins walking back out. Seems fair enough to me. Most of the information we have on them, I don't see any reason not to share with you. I mean, under normal circumstances, the Vesk fleet would simply annihilate the ship carrying the weather manipulation technology. We have the blueprints for it. We can recreate it at our leisure. But the politics of the, the situation are slightly more complicated than that. You want and... to send a message to the Aslanti that they can't simply wander into your territory and help themselves. We know. I mm -hmm. do, but they were clever enough, the Aslanti, to not directly incursion upon our planet with an Aslanti ship. They used, uh, well, as far as we can tell, mercenaries. I believe you saw some of those mercenaries during the weapons technology demonstration yesterday. Oh, that's who those were. Those were the survivors from the Aslanti cruiser. We didn't get much information from them, but we do know that there was a second ship that took 
the prototype weather device, left VESC-8 and is currently making its way beyond the VESC-Arium towards Aslanti space. Were it up to me, I'd just send in the VESC fleet, annihilate that ship and be done with it. But due to treaties that have been signed between the VESC and the Aslanti, such an act would be a provocation to war, which even I can admit isn't something that would be beneficial to the Vescarium currently. I'm sure it would be beneficial to everyone else for two fascist states to wipe each other out, but that's another thing entirely. Ryder. <laughs> he raises an eyebrow to you. Ryder smiles. You know what? He smiles back. So if a third party was to say, intercept this vessel and destroy it utterly, would that be acceptable to you? That would be more than acceptable to me. That's, in fact, exactly the ideal outcome to me. You're not worried about retrieval of the weather device, you just want it destroyed. We have the blueprints, the technological framework, all the information we need to recreate the device. The Aslanti, on the other hand, they only have the device, none of the background information behind it, and the knowledge of what it's capable of. So, as far as I'm concerned, obliterate it, retrieve it, I don't care. Just make sure it doesn't reach Aslanti space. Then I have one more ask. Go on. Upgrade our shields. Hmm. (laughs) You want this thing destroyed. I want to make sure I survive that engagement. He considers for a second. Give me a diplomacy roll. Oh, shit. No, don't make me do things. (laughs) You're attempting to do diplomacy. This is a plus zero. On the back foot as well. Uh, and it's an 18. So Radar's, Radar's giving it his all. I just don't know what the outcome's going to be. Righty, you can uh, try and bolster the 18. If yeah, you want. yeah so I'll, I'll try my best. Justify why the Leica needs upgraded shields. Well, you want us to do this thing for you. Presumably you want us to survive, just in case you ever need our services ever again. Make it worth our while. And then, again, diplomacy. That's a net 20 for diplomacy. Ooh. It's a scale you need to total. What's the total? Uh, 28. 28, and then adding to that the 18, that's 38, 46, 46. Again, he considers for a second, and he's like, I'll have our engineers take a look at your ship. We will uh, repair the engines, bolster your shields as best we can in the time constraints we're operating under. And you'll give us our drones? I'll even let you keep your drones. Your your black cards, however, you'll need to return them. Radar takes oh, his out, sure. bends it in half in front of it and hands it over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he nods. Yeah, yeah Radar takes hers out, bites it and gives it back to him. <sighs> he, he rolls his eyes for a second and then uh, takes the, uh, the card with the chew marks through it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he just takes both of them, crushes them in his hand, and just lets them fall to the floor. <laughs> crushes <laughs> them in his massive mitts. And then wipes his hand on his smartly pressed jacket. I should have put some chewing gum on it. Oh well. Mm. There will be some collateral required, I'm sure you understand. I'll need to take some measures to ensure that you don't just... Well, don't just fuck off with your upgraded spaceship, so... What measures would those be? The dead vesk in your cargo bay. Mm-hmm. I understand they're not quite as dead as they appear. Very much alive. I'm not much yeah. of a surgeon, but I think I did a good job. They will remain with me. Very well. 
Do we have your oh. word that they will not be harmed or tampered with in any way while we're gone? They'll be taken care of. They'll be kept in a coma. Unless, of course, you are to betray me. Why would we go and betray you? Why would we go and do something stupid like that? <laughs> he looks at you. He looks at the shipping container full of drones and back to you. Rather shrugs. <laughs> <laughs> Can you blame me? I love the lying obstinance in the face of complete adversity here. Yeah. This is, this is just rider um, eternal um, elemental here. <laughs> Better the devil you know. Mm-hmm. Very well. He holds out his arm to uh, rider and to Radar. Do we have an accord? Radar shakes it. Radar looks up at Radar first. And then reaches a little otterpore out and shakes his hand. Your teeny little otterpore shakes one of the fingers on this massive vest. Yeah, I imagine his entire fist is like the size of Ryder. It's like the size of her head sort of thing, yeah. Once the handshakes are done, Radar pivots on his heel and walks back up the loading ramp. Unless they stop him. No, he's, he's fine with that. You, you can't really fly away, so... No, no. he's going to start doing the prep on the inside, because I'm sure there'll need to be some. The Vesk soldiers turn down their, their rifles and uh, form a squad, like uh, a couple of Vesk engineers in uh, in lab coats with uh, like toolkits and diagnostics machines start coming towards the Leica and assessing the damage to it. Rudda was um, fidgeting with her improvised clamshell knife the entire time, and she <laughs> very gently tucks it back into her <laughs> sleeve. Not today, Satan. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Secretary Ashdry, he he watches as the engineers begin their work. When you're ready, come to the fifth floor of the hangar. I can provide a briefing there with all the information we have. Very well. See you there. And then he nods, and then without another word, he turns and uh, begins walking upstairs to the fifth floor. Yeah, Ryder's kind of upset now because her perfect plan went completely tits up, so she's going to, like, undo her tie and just stomp back <laughs> onto the Lyca. Aww, Sulky Otter. Radar's going to be waiting at the, the gate for it. Yeah, so basically you've got some, some breathing space now. You can formulate your own plan. As she gets back in, she's like, fuck. <laughs> Ray fuck. Radar, who Shit. is fuck. waiting at the gate, lets her finish her little tirade. Is, is there more? <laughs> Fuck shit, fuck piss, fuck, fuck, fuck. Starts kicking things around. Yeah. <laughs> it's like jumping up and down like, ah! Yeah. If, if there's a Coke can on the floor, she kicks it all the way down the corridor. <laughs> there is a Coke can. It, it bounces all the way down the corridor, out the Leica, down the steps, and uh, one of the, uh, the stealth drones zaps it. It <laughs> just blows it up. <laughs> it's their only weakness. <laughs> yeah, that's the point. The remaining drones, they, you can't see any of them now. They've all cloaked again and disappeared. Radar's gonna sort of wait for her to finish her trashing the fucking cargo bay like it's Rimworld and she's having a tantrum. Shit, piss, ass! Okay, I'm done. You... Fuck! <laughs> there, I'm done. <laughs> we did good. <laughs> what? How we... can you say that? Right, look uh, what happened! Look how far we got. I mean, yeah, but that's because we were allowed to. Do you know what undid us? No, what undid us? What undid us was the fact that the Secretary of State of the entire Viscarium just happened to be on board. I guess That is a yeah. one okay. in a billion undo. Uh, not one in a billion. He spends about a third of a Vescia there. Shut he, up, he... random engineer number four. I'm talking to my co-pilot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scoots the fucking best out of the hole. Um, I thought it was fucking better than that. <laughs>
No, Ryder, you're phenomenal. I mean, you've showed me up completely, but think about it. Remove him. If he was never here, we'd have won this. We'd be home by now. That's all. It's just him. <sighs> and if it makes you feel any better, you came this close to killing him. Yeah, I guess. That's that's all. <laughs> we hacked into the central VESC security system and intelligence network without being detected. I say we, you. Yeah, but we did get detected, though, didn't we? We were. You can't plan for that random factor. That's just how it is sometimes. Fuck's sake. I'll let everybody down. I'll let V down. I'll let you down. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop. Look me in my good eye. Which one? Not the robot one. Oh, that Look, one. Th that one. Right. How have you let us down? How have we failed yet? We haven't. Well, we don't know what we're going to be dealing with here. We're going to have to go up against the fucking Aslanti again. Yes. I thought we'd never have to deal with them ever again. They're everywhere. I, I guess, but I didn't want to have to fight them ever again. Well, this time... As you much as I fucking despise them. Well, this time you won't have to, because this is ship-on-ship ship action, and this is something that I'm good at. So this next bit's on me. All right. You got us this far. I'll take us the rest of the way. Okay, fair enough. Just hope V's going to be all right. Ryder's going to look out of the one of the windows at them carrying away the med pod with unconscious V in it. Oh, does one of them drop it accidentally? No. Okay. <laughs> the straw that breaks right, like the camel's back and Ryder just goes absolutely frothing berserk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll do it. We'll get this done. We'll come back. We'll get the drones. We'll get V. Have a drink. And get on with our lives. How's that for a slice of fried gold? So, we should probably make sure that these Vesk engineers don't fuck up our ship. They're Vesk engineers. I'm sure they'll do a, a stellar job. Yeah, this ship was built by a Vesk, so it's familiar to them. They, uh... Yeah, V's no ordinary Vesk. I don't know if these guys are employed by the hour or by job. I want to make sure they don't hash this, basically. Uh, you can see they've already uh, patched up the holes directly through the hull on either side. Uh, there's there's a couple that have gone into the engine bay and they're beginning to uh, like rebuild, reassemble the engines. You can see the gantry crane has been put to work as well. It's uh, it's busy cutting out and removing the damaged engines. In that case, Ryder's going to go to a room and get her swords and her gun. Yep. She's not going to change out of her um, Camilla <laughs> Fontaine outfit. Not yet. <laughs> Secretary Ashtar is waiting up at the fifth floor for you. He's got a briefing prepared with the information on what you need to do. Do you want me to take the lead on this one, then? He says to Ryder as they're walking up. Uh, we're equals again now. Let's go. You sort of you go up all these stairs, and at the top level, there's the the, the observation room that you almost destroyed. And then in the observation room, Secretary Ashtar is there. Dr. Kizashi's there, but Caspian isn't. Secretary? <laughs> He's got a, uh, a vid screen at uh, the back of the room that uh, he gestures towards, and then it brings up an image of the base that you guys saw on the news, but the base is intact, there's no damage to it. It's uh, it's like a concrete bunker-style building, sort of like... Prefabs. Yeah, if you imagine like a prefab nuclear bunker-style like aesthetic. Yeah. Flurries of snow around it, and uh, there's also the beam of light that's travelling from the centre of the building upwards 
towards the sky and then there's sort of waves of energy that are slowly propagating out through the clouds and out around the planet out of your view. The weather tech that we acquired was housed at this facility on Vestgate. Prior to the Aslanti incursion, it was being used to terraform Vestgate in order to increase the average temperature across the planet and make it more habitable. However, and then the, uh, he gestures to the screen and it flicks forward maybe a couple of days. The storm clouds at least have dissipated. It looks like it's slightly more sunny. The ship that was in the newscasts, the slightly Aslanti looking ship, has landed. The main cargo door is open. There are people like humans with weapons and are moving towards the main base. Are they military in the way they move? They don't look like standard Aslanti. Are they like Aeon Guard Aslanti? Any insignia on them? They're not Aeon Guard. They don't carry Aslanti insignias. Their ship has Aslanti writing on it, but not Aslanti military. Do they have any like uniform insignia on them, like their own little like clan sort of thing? They do not. This series of images, it looks like it's been taken from a security camera. How many of them? Sorry. There's at least seven in that shot. But then, as he moves to the next image, you can see a second ship also lands. It's lightly armoured, probably about the size of the Leica, I'd say. These two ships are mercenaries, but reading between the lines, it's fairly clear this is the work of the Aslanti. What do you need us to destroy? Yes, tell us what you need us to destroy and where to go and let us get on with it. Two ships landed at our base. The first one, and he gestures to the larger one, was destroyed by our drones and our weaponry. However, the second ship, and he gestures to the the more lightly armoured one, the speed ship, they they were able to extract the weather technology. They loaded it onto this ship and they took off. He clicks again on the slide. The next one is the first ship. It's in flames. There's bits of it scattered everywhere. This is the image you saw on the news earlier. Yeah. Yeah. But then, in the background, he enhances and moves up to the right. You can see the second ship is beginning to take off. It's taken some damage as well, but and he enhances onto the side of it. You can make out the, the name of the ship. We believe that uh, this ship, the Fortune Limeroy, contains the weather manipulation technology at this time. It's the Fortune Limeroy. Fortune Limeroy. Uh, so Fortune, and then L-I-M-R-I-E. Okay. Now, from our tracks, we can ascertain that their drift engine either is entirely disabled or damaged to the point that they need to make significant further repairs before they can enter the drift, which we can take to be the only reason that they haven't escaped from the Vescarium yet. What about weaponry? He clicks through and enhances on it again. As far as we can tell, axial laser with at least a a 90-degree total sweep two top-mounted turret guns, singular lower-mounted turret gun, and further rear-mounted turret gun with, and he clicks again, enhances on the side of it, potential for missile capability as well. Good. Mm. Again, this ship has now left Vesk territory, which means that I can no longer send any of my warships after it. It's up to you, essentially, to destroy this ship destroy the technology within it, or recover it. Do you wish for confirmation that the weather technology is on board, or do you just want it destroyed? I require proof, of course. Videographic components of it. We'll need to board. Load those three drones we bought onto the Leica immediately. He considers it and for a moment. And activate them. 
They'll be useful in the fight. Useful? I'm going to send them to board for us. We are two people against an Islanti crew of... ten? Mm-hmm. We can recover them afterwards. Very well. The drones will be loaded onto your ship. I'm confident that you have the ability to activate them yourself. He winks to Radar. Radar just glares back at him. <laughs> he brings up a map of the Vescarium. You've got the Vesk Central Star, Vesk Prime, Conqueror's Forge, orbiting Vesk Prime, and then the, the other seven Vesk planets scattered in orbits around Central Star. And then there's a further blip. It's, uh, it's outside of the orbit of Vesk 8, and it's slowly, like almost imperceptibly at this scale, making its way away from the Vescarium. They're cruising. They think they're home free. Their drift engine is likely damaged, which would explain why they're attempting to escape via real space. Do they have any backup on the way? Not that we've identified yet. If anything, it would be more ships like us. People the Islandi have employed that aren't directly Islandi related, so that they don't dirty their hands. Likely so, yes. We'll be on the lookout for additionals. Alrighty. Bold as the Islandi are, even they wouldn't bring active Aslanti military into neutral space. The Fortune Limri is attempting to reach Aslanti bordered space, whereupon it will likely be picked up by the Aslanti from the safety of their own borders. Your mission is to intercept Fortune Limri, destroy or capture that technology, bring me proof, and in return, you'll be allowed to leave the Vescarium. You can have your Vesk back. You'll be allowed to keep the drones and your record of attempted theft from Conqueror's Forge will be deleted. Is that fair? She looks up to um, to Radar, just says... Um, Radar looks back down and nods. Pleasure doing business with you, Secretary Australia. I'll have the up-to-date location for the Fortune Limri dispatched to the console aboard your ship. I believe the repairs will be finished momentarily. Happy hunting. Very well. See you soon. Mm. He just gestures to the door for you. Let us go, Ryder. Our ship awaits. <laughs> yep, and indeed your ship does await. The Leica 7 has had all of the holes patched up. The engines have been removed from the rear of the ship and new ones have been installed. They look to be a similar spec. These ones have a an orange glow rather than a blue glow. That's the difference. Oh, okay. We have a new aesthetic now. Are we orange now? Is this... Uh, question, like mechanics-wise, does that upgrade our engines on stats, or are we the same performance-wise? Performance-wise, they're exactly the same. However, get to the bridge and give me an engineering roll from the engineering console. Yeah. Uh, 24. The uh, shielding system aboard the ship has had a buff. You now have a total of 40 shields per corner. Oh. Nice. And on top of that, all the engine damage is gone. The, none yep. of the systems are glitching. The ship is back to fully functioning status. On your datapad, and this has been duplicated to the ship's main console as well, you have yep. the, the Fortune Limroy, the images that were taken of the ship, uh, the ones you saw in the, the briefing. I've got, a, I've got a good idea in my head about this thing now. Uh, capacity, crew capacity of 10, did you say? Yeah, so the, the Vesk estimate that there's about 10 crew so on is, there. This is a... A similar class of vessel to the Leica, then? Maybe slightly bigger? It is, yeah, it's, it's slightly bigger than Leica. Yeah, Ryder. Yeah, what? I guess you're on the bridge with me at this point. Yeah, she's like slumped in the um, pilot seat with um, resting one hand on the 
on her chin with her feet up. Okay. Radar's going to perch. He's still sulking. Um, yeah, a little I bit. Would be. Yeah. <laughs> Radar's going to perch on the console next to her with the data pad and be like, are you okay for this? I mean, I'm pissed off, so I guess that's a good mood to be in to fight the Islandi. Mm. It's going to be a fantastic mood. There's going to be nothing subtle about this. We're going to jump in front of them, guns blazing, and attack them in the face. Good. What's the plan? Jump out in front of them. <laughs> yeah, I think that is the plan. I mean, there's got to be more to it than that. Come on. The plan is to a uh, swift and disabling strike to their main drive thrusters so that they can't get away from us and force a boarding action. Once we've docked, I'll send in the drones. The drones, I'll tell, just to basically kill anything that moves. Okay, do you want me to get nice and close? Like, drop out of the drift right on top of them? I'll try and rig up the weapons so that I can fire it from the captain's seat, and I'll have fly guy engineering, so we should have all stations manned, and he, he sort of does the finger brackets thing. No, that's fair enough. As you're discussing the plan, the gantry crane is back in action, and it's, uh, it's slowly manoeuvring that crate with the drones in it into your cargo bay. There's a loud clang as the shipping container is deposited in position. Mm. Then the slow creak as those large hydraulic metal doors at the end open up to reveal the three drones all still sitting in there awaiting activation. Right. Now, Ryder's, uh, sorry, Radar's going to smile, look at Ryder and be like, would you like to go and meet our new crew? <sighs> Let's go and meet the crew, shall we? We can at least welcome them on board. Radar's going to stand up, uh, head down into the cargo bay. Yep. Yeah, Radar's going to hop up as well and go down with them. Yep, this large shipping container is uh, sitting there, lovingly stuffed between Stanley and some of the boxes <laughs> of crap we've got in the far corner. Yeah. I want the GM to do a roll to make sure the box didn't land directly on top of Stanley, or leave a nice scratch along the side. Yeah, sure would be a shame if that van got damaged in some way. I respectfully yeah. refuse. <laughs> <laughs> right, they're in there like carrying racks, aren't they, right now? What which is it one of each that we've got? Yes, yeah, so you asked you asked for basically a sample pack. You've got one stealth drone, one heavy drone, and one flying drone. From the tech demonstration you know roughly what their capabilities are. They're also capable of functioning on their base AI. So, yeah, so I can just they, give them an instruction and they'll do it. That's it, yeah. So while they're operating in this mode, you can't like take direct control of them, no. but you can give them commands and say like, right, shoot this or attack this, don't attack this. But I can awaken them. You can activate them, yes. You're within Conqueror's Forge and the doors to them are open. So... Yep, Radar's going to get out his little wrist pad thing that he synced up to the implant that V gave him, tap in the activation codes, yep. and here... We go. And as you enter the command, all three of the drones, the glowing dots around the front optical sensors, activate. They each detach themselves from the stabilization isoelastic melts that were keeping them in place in the container. They all like drop to the floor. The flying one like catches itself and begins hovering just uh, inside the crate. And then they all move outwards into the Lyca 7 cargo bay and uh, just stop there. And then it comes up on your databad of waiting commands. Excellent. Hello, boys. Welcome aboard. I'm not going to test their capabilities here, Ryder. We're just going to have to take the manufacturer's word for it. But We've seen their capabilities. These things will work. Fly by beeps. And one of the drones beeps back. Ah. Come on, these things knocked out like a seven in two hits. Nine of them oh, did. Oh, nine of them did, yeah. Uh, you only have three well, now. We've got three here. Yeah. So do the math yourself. Well, I don't think the Atlantic crew is going to have much of a chance. But time... Sadly, is ticking. Rhoda runs back up to the bridge and yep. plots in the coordinates for the last known location of the Islanti vessel. 
wait and gets ready to wait rider rider yeah don't head there i want us to head along their projected path i want to arrive in front of them well yeah that's what i was doing so you you have a fairly up-to-date location for them as in they're still being actively tracked because they're close enough to vesk 8 that the vesks can still identify where they are and the direction they're taking that's all we need. They're basically making a beeline for Aslanti territory through neutral space as quickly as they can. However, they haven't entered the drift. and So we, we've just got to stop them before they get to yeah. the border. Right, yeah. right, if give me a piloting roll. Sure. Because I'm guessing you're flying, or is Radar going to fly? Uh, fly? She's flying, yeah. Okay. Right, before we take off, Radar's going to sort of take her to one side and be like, we are about to head into actual ship-on-ship combat. This is not something we normally do. Just in case it goes wrong, make sure you have your spacesuit to hand. In fact, wear it, just leave the helmet off. I'm going to be. Just in case we take a hull breach. Radar, I need the dexterity. I'm not going to put my spacesuit on. Then have it in a box next to you. Uh, all right, sure. Just in case. If we get a hull breach, we're all buggered. No, we won't. We'll be The ship will function absolutely fine if there's a hull breach. We'll die if we're not in our spacesuits. I'll be fine. Okay. Just, just promise me you'll have it to hand. Yeah, it'll be on the bridge next to me in a box. Brilliant. Uh, you see Radar's getting, like, tightening up his new armour and making sure it fits and everything and, and testing the new helmet. <laughs> How do I look? Um, like you're wearing a big, clunky spacesuit. You can still fly and operate your whatever you're operating on the ship with the spacesuit on, but if you get into actual person-to-person combat, then you'll be taking a, a minus two to dex just because you're wearing a spacesuit and armour. Yeah, she won't be wearing it then. She'll have it in a box next to her on the bridge. Yeah. Just okay. in case. Or just in a pile. <laughs> yeah, just like have it over the back of the seat or something. Just as long as it's there, you can grab it in yeah. a heartbeat. And the helmet next to her on the on top of the battleship's box. Yeah, on top. Oh, God, we haven't played battleships in a while. <laughs> We're going to do it for <laughs> real. Been in the mood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how about for that piloting roll? Yeah. I haven't done it yet. Uh, piloting roll. Peas for piloting. So that is a... 32 for piloting. Yeah, uh, with a 32, you take a look at the, the information you've got from Secretary Estrella. You plug the details for the current location of the Fortune Nimrai into your sh- your ship's computer, and after a cursory glance at nearby planet star systems, the trajectory they're taking, you can fairly easily work out that if you were to go to these specific coordinates, you'd pop out a five-minute uh, distance ahead of the Fortune Limroy. Would there be any terrain around there, or is it just deep space? It's deep space. There's planets nearby, but uh, these are neutral zone planets. Most of them are uninhabited. Most of them are, like, entirely That's deserted. So we don't have any cover. It's just going to be straight up. We're just going to go out until the dawn. It will, <laughs> it will be straight up. If you wanted to, you could appear directly ahead of them, like high boys. I want to appear directly <laughs> on top of them without any pre-warning to them that we're coming. Yeah. I want to arrive at point-blank range and just hammer them. Guns ready. Mm. Missiles out. I, I can do that. And drop out of the drift right on top of them. Yeah. If you want... And get, and get ready I, to send in the drones. I think I can give you control of the chain gun and I'll take the nuclear missiles. I've got control of the chain gun, the shields and the ship. I've only got two hands and two feet. Mm. Chain gun is a trigger on your joystick, ma'am. It's not hard. I love you're still calling Brad a mom. <laughs> mom. It just might be his little title for her mom. now. Just like this has been quite like out of character. It's been quite fun calling her mom. Mm. Um, you know what the vibe so. I get? 
What? Radar as James Bond and Ryder as uh, Judy Dench M. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, kind of. I don't know why. Uh, I just Radar, is, Radar is not James Bond. James Bond is suave. Um, yeah, that, Radar that's true. Radar is, is a brick. James Bond, and, James Bond never ate three breakfasts in a row. Not that we saw. Yeah. That. And Ryder isn't suave. She's got zero to charisma. So is right. Yeah, oh my god. Why are we Why were we doing stealth stuff with zero charisma based skills? I don't know. I thought I had more than that. Anyway. But yeah. Let's go kill us some fucking Islanti. The hangar doors are open. The drones are on board. Take us out. Rhoda takes a big breath. She takes one last look at where they last took um, V off to, feeling slightly guilty. And yeah, punches it out of Conqueror's Forge towards their destination. So you have to navigate out of the hangar first. Uh, again, the shields. You exit the uh, the hangar bay, the ship immediately begins to slow down and strain as it pushes its way through this intense energy field. But after you've got 20 or 25 meters away from the hull of Congress Forge, uh, it slowly yeah, becomes guessing, easier. I'm guessing she'll be testing the engines as well to make sure they're, um, they behave in the yeah. same way as the one she's, she was used to. Piloting roll, please. I assist as captain. Uh, 12 plus 20. After you've got 30 or so meters beyond the hull of Conqueror's Forge, you can feel the uh, the controls free up, the engines are more responsive. It feels like the Leica as it did before. The performance isn't any better or any worse than it was previously. Okay, sweetheart, life's in your hands now. And then, yeah, you orient the ship outwards towards the uh, the outer reaches of the Vescarium and beyond, punch it into the drift. To be continued. Ahoy hoy everybody, Cypher here, aka Ryder, and once again thank you for listening to Cosmopunk. If you're still listening and you like what you just heard, why not tell your friends about us? That'd be really cool of you. And if you really like what you just heard, why not buy us a Kofi? Links to our Twitter, Kofi, Discord, and all of the other places you can listen to this podcast are in the description below. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and we'll be seeing you all in two weeks' time. Till then, shoot straight and roll high.